This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey guys, it's Owen from United View and I'm going to answer some questions ahead of Manchester United's clash against Spurs at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium on Thursday. So let's get straight into the question for this this preview. First question was, how has your season been? You must have been pleased with your progress in terms of a trophy in the cabinet already and in another final and in the Champions League spot. In terms of this season so far, I think if you ask most United fans, despite the big spend that we had in the summer, spent a lot of money, bought a lot of players, Casemiro, Christian Eriksen, former Spurs player, Anthony, Lissandro Martinez, uh, etc. I there wasn't a ton of expectation, honestly, given how poor we were last season, given, um, you know, we knew we were in a rebuild, getting uh, Eric Ten Hag in as well. And just given the ownership situation at the club, I really don't think there was a ton of expectation on what we could or couldn't achieve this season. I think, honestly, we spoke a bit this, about this quite a lot on United View. I think it was really, let's hope that we play good football, attacking football, football that we had seen Eric Ten Hag play at Ajax and kind of go from there. So, to achieve what we have this season, i.e. win our first trophy since 2017, um, seemingly, hopefully, nail down a Champions League position, especially if we beat Spurs on Thursday and be in another cup final. Um, that's a really, really positive season, a real positive season and real progression of United. At one point, some people were even talking about challenging for titles and we're not yet there just yet, but certainly we're headed in the right direction. So I would say I, I, myself, I can't speak for the rest of the fan base, but I'm very happy with what United have done this season. I'm happy with the progress we're making. I'm happy with the players that we've brought in. We're not there just yet. We need another window. And Here's hoping come the summer our ownership situation is sorted out and the Glazers are gone and hopefully we have owners that are willing to invest in the club, not just in terms of players, obviously, but the more important aspects of things that really need investment right now, the stadium, the training ground, just the general infrastructure around Manchester United. So certainly you would say that we've had a really positive season and we're heading in the right direction and Eric Ten Hag, I, for me, I've got full belief in him. I really do. I feel like another transfer window, a big window in the summer. Maybe it might take another season before we really start saying, OK, pressure's on now to compete for trophies, i.e. the big ones, Premier Leagues, Champions Leagues, hopefully, etc. But I'm very happy with the progress that we've made this season. And uh, obviously, there have been... 
there have been ups, big ups, i.e. winning the, the trophy at Wembley and beating the likes of Barcelona at Old Trafford in the Europa League. But there have been massive downs. We've had some devastating defeats this season, whether it's losing 6-3 against Manchester City, 4-0 against Brentford, 7-0 against Liverpool. Even when we lost recently against Newcastle at St. James's Park or going out in the, the manner we did against Sevilla, we've had some really disappointing results. But we've always bounced back. The next step is to actually bounce back within that game as opposed to doing it in the next game. But that is part of the progress and part of the journey is these ups and downs but I think we're clearly trending in the right direction the next question would how would you describe the change since Eric Ten Hag has come in and it's kind of what I just spoke about previously I think there's been a real positive change as someone that covers the day-to-day minutiae going on at Manchester United, particularly you know the, the rumours and rumblings in the press, you're always going to have it more so of Manchester United. But last season, frankly, was pretty insane. Some of the stories that were coming out on a daily basis of people criticising the management, players not wanting to train in the dark, um, factions in the dressing room, uh, splits in the dressing room, what have you. It's nice to have been able to get away with that, uh, get away from that this season, rather. And I think that's again really down to Eric Ten Hag and his staff really getting a grip over the dressing room, uniting it. Uh, obviously, I speak about ups and downs this season. Cristiano Ronaldo, there was a huge black cloud over United involving that entire situation. But ultimately, I think coming out of it, United handled it the best they could, given the circumstances. I think they backed the manager in that st- in that essence. Obviously, it didn't look good. It never looks good with a player that's actively under contract going on television and criticising the club, the facilities, some of the players, the manager and the owners, even though the owners deserve the, the, the things that Ronaldo was saying about them. That's not a good look. But again, I think United handled that as best as they could. And again, I think that's down to Ten Hag. I think he handled the entire Ronaldo situation on Honestly, the best that he could and uh, all that really started in the summer with him clearly wanting to leave anyway and he left and United since then I think we've gone from strength to strength we've won a trophy our style of football is good we're clearly missing a striker and we speak about these achievements we've been able to do them really without a striker this season Ronaldo left Martial has been injured throughout the entirety of the season he still has yet to complete 90 minutes and we're nearly at the end of April and we had to bring him about their course because we had no money in January so Again, I think that Ten Hag has really, really spurred, no pun, um, a positive change at United. And I think he he is truly the right guy for us. As for how I'm feeling ahead of the Spurs game, am I confident? I am confident. Um, I, I'm not less confident, but I'm more apprehensive given the change in manager. Um, obviously, everyone saw, and I'm sure that all the people watching this have had their friends mock them, considering what happened at Newcastle on Sunday, and deservedly so. It was shocking. I mean, the club had to refund the fans because of it, and again, rightfully so. Um, But the whole appointment of Stellini as the interim manager, to me, as an outsider, and obviously you know more about Spurs than I, I felt was a bit odd considering you Conte leaves but the spirit the essence of Conte remains it's his right hand man it's his guy and the principles really stay the same so whatever Conte was doing not that it wasn't working but it wasn't yielding the results maybe that Spurs fans wanted particularly when it comes to you know an entertaining style of football it always felt odd that you would keep his ideas around but someone that can execute them less effectively than the man himself so I was very confident in getting a result uh, at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium with Stellini there If you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Now that Ryan Mason's in interim charge, I think United have to be wary of a bounce. I know it's such a cliche, but I do think we have to be quite wary of it because we've seen it ourselves in recent years when Ole Gunnar Solskjaer came in as the interim manager. Just having someone that comes in and says, you know, what was happening before defensive football or a different style of football, I'm just going to let the shackles off you know, uh, in, enjoy your football, uh, embrace what the fans want you to do and just, you know, relax essentially and um, play without any inhibitions. I think that could potentially be a factor on Thursday. I think also as well, the crowd is going to be up for it because there is, I suppose, a bit of a feeling of somewhat, not really of a fresh start, but another start and really all of this baggage that's been there all seasons kind of removed and I think United have to be quite wary of that. And also we have to be wary that our away record in the Premier League this season against sides that I think are in the top 12 has been appalling. We've only beaten Fulham away from home. The rest we haven't beaten. (laughs) So I'm not naive enough to think that it won't be difficult. Spurs won't be up for it. They're trying to prove a point. They're trying to bounce back themselves. And the Champions League, I think, might be gone for you guys. But if you've got any hope, you have to beat us. So... I am confident in that I feel like recent form and I feel feel like if we play to our best, we beat you. But um, I think we have to manage the game and manage the atmosphere and really kill the game off early. But I think it'll be closer than people think. I'm not thinking that it's going to be a repeat of what we saw Sunday or anything like that. I think it'll be quite a tight game and United have to really manage it effectively to ensure that we get the result that we're looking for. As for what I've made of Spurs' season so far, um, you're on your third manager. Do you think that Spurs can get a Champions League or Europa League places? Villa, Liverpool and Brighton are all in the mix. Well, Brighton, of course, lost against Forest, and I feel like they might have a bit of a hangover as to what's happened to them in the FA Cup. Liverpool do look like they're kind of peaking a little bit and getting better. I do think... Spurs will be in Europe. I don't think you'll be in Champions League. I think you're going to have to settle for Europa League or maybe Europa Conference League. Um, I think Aston Villa will probably get Europa League football. I've been really impressed by them. We've got them Sunday and I think that's going to be a really challenging game. I think Unai Emery's done a fantastic job. As for what I've thought of Spurs' season, really, I, I was one of those people that at the beginning of the season when Spurs were doing you know, well and they were winning games and they were, they were somewhat within touching distance of or close-ish to Arsenal and City, we're going back to sort of October, November time, and there was the sort of discussion of, well, they're not playing particularly great football, but they're getting the job done. Sometimes they're coming from behind. 
etc., etc. As a United fan, I have seen that over the last few years, particularly when Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was there. And it actually reminded me of last season under Ole, where we would have games quite a few in a row, uh, particularly in the Champions League, comebacks against the likes of Villarreal and Atalanta. And people were like, oh, it's great. It shows character and it shows fight and it shows all this kind of stuff. And that's true. When it happens as a one-off, Manchester United have a history of coming back and winning games and um, from positions that you didn't think was possible. But when it's happening over and over again, and you can see with your eyes that you're not playing good football, we've no, we know nowadays it's not sustainable. And that was kind of my thought process at the time with Spurs, that the manner in which they were playing football and the manner in which they were picking up points at the beginning of the season, that's not sustainable because you can't keep coming back and you can't keep putting in performances like that and getting away with it. And I feel like that's kind of what's happened and it's kind of all imploded. And we've seen that now with some of the results recently, the the poor runner form. So I, I, I do think they'll get a European space still. I think it'll probably be Europa League or maybe Europa Conference League, as I said. Um, do they ultimately really deserve it? Probably not. I mean, you mentioned those teams there, Liverpool, Brighton, Aston Villa. They've probably played better. Well, they have played better football, in my opinion, than Spurs this season. But considering you've still got the likes of Kane, maybe you've always got that chance. As for Harry Kane, of course, there's been so much rumours linking him to Manchester United next season. <sighs> I'm really on the fence as to whether he'll actually leave. I'm one of a few United fans, I think. I think with a lot of United fans, honestly, and you might find this almost sacrilegious considering Harry Kane's um, status at Spurs, but not a lot of United fans, certainly on our channel, really want Harry Kane. They either feel he's too old or he's, he's too expensive. And the idea of paying £100 million for a player with one year left on his contract, 30 in the summer, they're really against that. I'm completely the opposite. I think that... Who are we to turn our nose up at someone like Harry Kane? We're talking about the record goal scorer in Spurs history. We're talking about what is going to be the highest goal scorer in Premier League history, the record goal scorer in English um, international football history too. And for some reason, United fans hold it against him that he hasn't won anything. No disrespect to Spurs. This is a Spurs channel, but Spurs aren't particularly known for winning trophies. And the fact you've come pretty close under Harry Kane uh, playing for the club, I think is a testament to what he's done during his time there. So I'd take him in a heartbeat. I think he can play at this level, this highest level, and even maybe even better for at least four or five more years. Honestly, I don't think he's that type of player that as he gets older, he's going to get worse or anything like that. Um, so yeah, I, I would absolutely love him at Manchester United. I really, truly would. Um, but as far as would he leave, you know better than I. So you can let me know in the comment section below. I mean, Daniel Levy is a tough nut to crack and he is a tough, tough, tough negotiator, certainly. And... Um, it wouldn't shock me, honestly, if he decided I'm going to keep him for another year and uh, let him go on a free or risk letting him go on a free rather or at least try and edge his bet sort of thing. I wouldn't be shocked if he does that. I feel like Harry Kane will have to force it, but I'd absolutely, I'd absolutely love him. I would love him at Manchester United. I think he's top class. Um, what have I made of Christian Eriksen since he signed for United? As some uh, Spurs fans wanted him back and some didn't. I am a, such a huge fan of Christian Eriksen. I think he is such an underrated player for us. Of course, he had a really bad injury from about January to April where he got injured in the FA Cup. Andy Carroll did a horrible tackle on him, didn't even get booked for it as well. And Ericsson was out for about three months. And I was saying at the time that I, I felt that he was underappreciated. People were talking about the impact of Casemiro. When Casemiro didn't play, we don't tend to win games. But 
Christian Eriksen can do things in this team that other people just can't do. Um, his link-up play is sensational. His vision, his scanning, his composure is just so, so important. And we've missed him massively. So I think that there's an argument to be made. It might be our best bit of business. Free transfer, the experience, the quality. No one has the quality in that position that Christian Eriksen does in terms of technical abilities. Probably the best technical football player at the club. And I think that some Spurs fans would write to be wanting him back. Um, I don't know if Spurs even made an offer to him in the summer. If they didn't, I find that crazy. But um, I'm very, very, very thankful that we've got him. I think he's absolutely fantastic. Uh, as for a predicted lineup, there's questions about Bruno Fernandes. He's been in a protective boot since the FA Cup semi-final. Uh, Eric Ten Hag said in his press conference that it was a precaution and we'll wait and see. So Bruno's one's up in the up in the air. The back four is an interesting situation for us too. We've got Rafael Varane and Lissandro Martinez out for the season most likely. But the back four we had against Brighton at Wembley did really well and I would keep that. So I think you'd have De Gea in goal. I think left back you would have probably Diogo Dallo. Centre backs would have Luke Shaw and Victor Lindelof. Right back would be Aaron Wambasaka who was excellent against Brighton. Midfield you'd be hoping Casemiro and Eriksen the tens, the big uh, discussion point. If Bruno Fernandes is fit, it would be him. If not, I think it would be Marcel Sabitzer in there. I think Marcus Rashford starts on the right, uh, left, left hand side rather. Anthony would start on the right, and hopefully Anthony Martial could start up front. And I think that team is good enough to get it done. In terms of a score prediction, as I said, I think it's going to be quite close. I'm going to go over two one. I think it'll be closer maybe than people think it will. And um, again, I think that people expecting us to roll over Spurs. I don't think that's going to be the case. Uh, so there you go. And let me know your thoughts, your predictions in the comments section below as well. I appreciate you having me on the channel as always. As I mentioned, you can catch me every day at United View if you wish. And let's see who wins. May the better side win in North London. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.